At the end of last year, my partner and I moved to a new apartment. We saw a bunch of places that were cool, but in the decision between the last two options, I was looking for a sign that said, this is the place. During our second visit to what became our new home, there was this framed poster in the alcove that said, City of Women. It was a map of New York City with names of famous women and the places they lived that were marked along the subway stops throughout the five boroughs. Ruby D, Barbara Stanwyck, Little Kim, Nor Ephron, and so on. It was a small, cool thing, but enough of a message for me to go, yeah, yeah, this place is going to be all right. During the time, I was also concluding my year with binge listens of some of the shows that became, and still are, my favorites, including, wait for it, City of Women. There are only a few shows that I would call other men's siblings. Shows where it feels like we're in the same podcast family. City of Women is at the top of that list. It's witty, beautifully designed, idiosyncratic, and it explores everyday trials and rituals as a way of getting to a deeper, connected truth. The show comes from Bangalore, India, with each episode looking at the calculated strategies, backdoor negotiations, and often absurd lengths women have to go to have fun and feel free in their city. It's a charming and at times gutting listen. I can't recommend it enough. And that's why in today's bonus episode, you're getting a recommendation in the form of a sample episode. Today we share with you one of my favorites from the last season of City of Women. It's called Dicks. It's an episode about the unfortunate shared experience of many women where, as the team describes it, you're walking down the street, running an errand, or riding the bus when you see something. You do a double take, your eyes keep going back to it, and your brain goes into overdrive, thinking, is that what I think it is? Yes, it is exactly what you think it is. So here's City of Women, and listen to their new series of minis out now. You can find the show wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode deals with adult themes and language, and you may not want to listen to it with children around. Before the dick pic, there was the real-life version, the flash-off. Of course, every, every one of us has been... <laughs> The dick in the park, the one on the bike, the one on the bus, the one in the car, the one who followed us. First time it happened, you don't even know what that man is doing. I mean, what is it? What is he? You don't even know what he's doing. You know, it took me a couple of seconds. I was just like, wait, is this what I think it is? Is this what I think it is? (laughs) The first time is the worst. You're scared, you're confused, you feel like a fool. But most of all, you have questions. Because you never expect to see it, right? Kind of expect white dicks also a little bit. Yeah, and the colors don't match, right? Just random flesh with hair. This is City of Women, a show about the mental acrobatics all women have to perform to have fun and feel free in their city.
In this episode, we're dealing with dicks. Sai's first time was by the post box at the end of her street. Around 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, my mother said, go post this letter and come back. So, because it was afternoon and I didn't want to walk and I wanted to finish this job fast, I took my cycle. I was wearing a skirt and a top and no pockets. So, wondering how what I should do with this envelope or inland letter, I can't remember what. So, I stuck it in the belt of my skirt and I went riding. It was a straight road. I could see the post box from the end and... I saw this guy standing there and I thought he's also, you know, using the post box, putting something there. Then I, he was just standing there and I'm like, why is he there for so long? Why isn't he just finishing his job and going? He was on a cycle too. So I went beyond him, took out my letter and I put it in the box and I turned around and he was just looking at me and he said, oh, you took out a letter from your skirt and put it in. Can you put my letter in the box too? And he opened his fly and took it out. <laughs> Crazy, but also so many questions. I still wonder if he actually saw me sticking it in my skirt when I left home. Was he watching me? How did he plan this line? Is he that clever that he saw this happening? Okay, let me say this to her. And I'm like an idiot watching him and thinking, okay, and I'm re- I actually held out my hand thinking he's going to give me his letter. And then I saw it. I froze. Sai jumped on her bike and started pedaling back home as fast as she could. She took the long way back, looping around to the next street, hoping she could lose him on the way. She didn't want him to see where she lived, but he followed her. He was following me with his thing out. When I came in, I was scared and I, you know, came in a rush and I rode into the gate, crashed. There was enough noise I made and everybody was like, what, 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 what? And I said, no, nothing. Something scared me. Somebody followed me. But I told my sister what it was and what happened. And she she came out of the window and saw too that he was there <laughs> doing it. But she knew what he was doing, right? I was the one who hadn't, who had no clue. The first time is an education. You're asking yourself all these questions. What did you just see? Why did you see it? And often, sadly, you're thinking, but I'm a kid. And all the possible answers are crashing into your head faster than you can process them. You realize it's wrong. Responsible adults aren't supposed to show you what's in their pants. But it makes you wise up quite quickly. So I learned it very young that uh, you need as a girl in a big city, you always have to be aware of your surroundings. You get a little angry. But you can't take revenge because the whole thing was over before you even knew it. So you tell yourself, I'll never be as surprised again. I'll know exactly what to do the next time it happens. And you're kind of waiting for that second chance. Because it's your only chance to get even. And it sounds ridiculous because there's little chance it's the same guy. And then it happens again. This is Priya Darshini. Once upon a time, there were two friends and they really wanted to go to the Forever 21 at the mall near their office. 
and it was a very hot day and they ran out onto the street holding hands excited out of their minds to buy themselves a new top i'll just give you the grown up version of it my friend and i we wanted to utilize the one hour lunch break we had at our office in noida and we were going to the mall of india which is very very close so yeah we ran out and we were really excited about just just hanging out at the mall it was a really hot july day i think so i have this thing where i am like annoyingly familiar with anyone who's driving me anywhere like a driver or auto wala rickshaw wala actually even like a shopkeeper anyone basically i remember we we approach this auto and there's the auto wala he's just like lying in the back and really lounging with an ice cream like he's got like a mango a lemon popsicle and he's really like going at it and i think that's oh my god so cute like you know he's like a gray haired oldie and like oh so sweet he's enjoying his ice cream and then uh, flirtatiously i'm haggling so that he can take us for like 30 bucks instead of 50 bucks or whatever and he's also like uh, enjoying it anyway we're on our way and uh, my friend is like definitely she's annoyed with the amount of interaction that i'm doing we're talking and i he's that popsicle is really lasting him so he's uh, really like uh, eating it uh, i mean licking at it and i'm just like making fun of him or like joking with him and i'm also like intensely enjoying his popsicle uh, licking enjoyment so as i watch i see like okay he's almost done with the ice cream and uh, basically the last bit just like falls on his lap i begin to like tease him like i'm like aapki ice cream to gir gayi bhaiya except when i look his dick is up actually it's like waiting with the ice cream on it and i'm like is that what it is is it just pants that are folded up and i am just like nudging my friend and i'm like is that a sarapinas and she's like yeah it's a penis and she's like don't say anything don't say anything except i i have to because i can't i can't i can't help it Unlike other times, Priyadarshini wasn't scared because he was an old guy and we were very close to the to the mall. She'd paid close attention to the guy. I thought we were friends. She'd run through her danger list in her head. I was strong enough to beat him up, and she didn't notice anything in particular that made her feel like she needed to have her guard up. So we get out of the auto, and he's sitting there. I mean, and it's still—I don't think anything settled down there. But I'm not looking anymore, of course. Um, but like, it's not zipped up or whatever. I definitely expected to feel more threatened by uh, the a penis, you know, out uh, in the open like that. He's not even looking triumphant. In the beginning, when I like confronted him, I thought he'd be like way more apologetic or like um, embarrassed. So when I give him the money, I'm like. am i just uh, overreaching 
kind of like not apologetic as much as just feeling like like I felt like an idiot. Who do I think I am? In the best case scenario, the strange ephemeral experience does nothing more than turn the rest of your day a bit penis shaped. Over time, though, it kind of adds up. It becomes something else after a while. Yamini's had a number of flasher encounters in her neighborhood, at her favorite park, and on the streets by her house. Now, if I go to the park and there's nobody there, I'm slightly freaking out. And if somebody is walking behind me, I'm constantly nervous. I think it's just made me a more. Um, I'm just more afraid, you know. Um, I'm constantly like hypersensitive to footsteps behind me, basically, <laughs> you know. But it seeps down one drop at a time into the deep well of latent anger that you carry around, until one day it bursts out. I'm always amazed by these people who have the presence of mind to to react or react knowing that things may not always go smoothly after that, that there is a consequence. Is the real regret always your own reaction? Because that's what you end up thinking about over and over again. And in the end, you make peace by telling yourself things like, you can't change the world, but you can change yourself. This is Sejal. I think it also helps, you know, having a general uh, nonchalance about it because I think it helps to not be afraid at least because that's that's at least part of the equation that I can control. So I feel a little better working on my sense of fear, I guess, rather than something outside in the environment that like a stranger's dick that I can't really control. But I'm afraid that argument, like in my head also, it sounds like a boys will be boys argument. So I have to sort of discard that argument. Be like, no, we don't talk about it. Why do you One way to take some of the power back is by telling the story of the flashing over and over again. Not the story of the flasher, the story of the flashing. You have to break it down. Think about the details. You have to perform it for your friends so they help you decode it. Where was he standing? How were you walking? What was he wearing? Wait, he said what? Or better yet, you have your friends perform it for you and say all the things you were too shy to say on the first retelling. My friend had a great day though because when she when we went back to work, she told everyone what I'd done and how I was trying to be friendly and then his dick was out. Thank God for friends, our first audiences and subsequent co-authors of our flashing stories. Sai says her friends and her almost made a game out of trying to find her flasher. Picture them as a gang of unruly teen detectives patrolling siesta time in Chennai on their bicycles. For a long time, we would look out for him and, you know, cycle into the road. And then my friends used to say, look, see if he's there. And then you give him a name. So we named him Fiddler Mama. <laughs> so I was 13 years old. Any adult man was a mama to me, right? All women will say mama, mommy to anybody who's older. For a long time, they would come home, they would be put, hey, you're a fiddler mama. He became my fiddler mama, by the way. You're a fiddler mama. Is he there today? You get so good at telling your flashing story, you do different versions depending on the audience. And over time, you've stopped calling it his thing. You're going to call it what it is. It's a penis. No, you know what? It's a dick. 
And while you're telling the story, you realize this guy, this flasher guy, he's just a performer too. He's got his lines, he's got his props, he's marked out his spot on the stage, on the street. He's the dick. The more you tell your flashing story, the better you get at it. You know, the first time I saw I think I was 14, and this guy was, um, had a huge penis, by the way. It was enormous. <laughs> and he was cro- no, it's just the first one. It's just the first one seems like a huge one. You'll never know. You can't trust your memory on this. The first one just seems a little big. You're right. Because it's the first one you've ever seen. He was crouched on his The more you tell your flashing story, the more flashing stories you hear. And some have happy endings. I remember someone saying that, you know, this this girl that we know, that as she was walking, she just kind of grabbed this guy's munda. Uh, and he was on a cycle and he was like, are you Cheji, are you Cheji? Uh, <laughs> and all that, you know. The more you tell your flashing stories, the more weird random details take over. I was thinking about that quality was... I slowly that he was eating, the flasher was eating that day. I just really didn't, didn't color my enthusiasm for the ice cream. Priyadarshini has been making a photo series through the lockdown. She calls it Outfits of the Apocalypse. And each of the outfits is inspired by something someone said or a memory from her past. And these stories accompany her posts. She takes these photos in her apartment against a bright orange wall. She posted a picture of herself on Instagram with the story of the ice lolly dick man. The outfit was just um, a green bralette with like lime green bootcut pants. Sejal is a comedian and she often does a set that has a long dick joke based on her first dick sighting. And she told this joke on a televised comedy competition that she was selected to be on. That day I remember it didn't really land so well. So they were all really uncomfortable and I didn't get the right laughs. And then I kind of tried and saved it with like, oh, aapko ye, uh, aapko dukho Mujhe to nostalgia ho and all of that. It was a good decision to play on the nostalgia of the first exciting. It's certainly what worked for me when I saw it. But I had to ask her why she wanted to tell the story the way she did. I uh, thought what was funny about it to me in general and has remained funny since is genuinely the appearance of an erection. It's just, there's no other way to really put it is, it was very unnatural for me. Like in the story, I was um, in first or second year in college and I wasn't really exposed to dicks too much. You know, anything that's somewhat traumatic kind of replays in your head over and over again. And I guess one of the ways to get rid of it or get over it is to tell it in a way where it doesn't cause the same reaction in your head anymore. Instead of feeling a little afraid and weirded out by it, it's something you can laugh at and then it kind of gets better from there, I guess. The story she told on stage that night naturally left out some of its critical details. That day, the guy pressed himself up against her and groped her. Sometimes I guess they really mix it up. And she didn't exactly get the response she thinks she needed from her mother. After I came back home and I told her the whole thing and I was really crying and distraught about it. And she was just like, Aap khade the whole time. And I was like, you are my own mother, man. <laughs> just like, just take my side and just be like, this sucks. This sucks for you. Thank God you're back home alive. Just, uh, but yeah, no one really gives you a little, you know, pat on your back for doing, dealing with this, I guess. 
Sejal has performed the joke about 20 times. Given that there aren't very many women telling stories like this on stage, how do people react to it? So like, it's a very 50-50 sort of a story, which I think, I guess, anytime you're going to talk about dicks being flashed at you, it's going to be a 50-50 one only. The best ones have been, you know, just generally girls screaming really hard because they're relating to it on, you know, a visceral level that has not been explored before. But like she says, it's 50-50. With the screaming girls, you may also get a couple of disapproving aunties. Some point one lady came up to me afterwards and she was like, Beta, you must not tell stories like this. You know, you can do other things to be likable. <laughs> what if I like make, you know, eye contact with you while you're in person, while you've just been vulnerable on stage and told a story from your life and I just come like, you know, you don't have to do this to be likable. If you're going to keep me, uh, making women question the things they're talking about, at some point they'll want to, you know, shut up fully because... But it's always these little things afterwards or, you know, little comments about being likable that make you really question, like, should I be talking about this? Throughout our conversation, Sejo kept interrupting. I was just going to go on about other things. I have a, a yeah, a, a, like a second time flasher in my life story. The second one, if you're ready for it, here goes, which is better than the first one. Saying that she had a second dick story she wanted to tell us about. The second time I was flashed, uh, it was a much uh, better, expe- better experience. I would give it four stars. If uh, the last one was one, this was four. She was on her way out of a bar at night after finishing her set. Our open mic was over. It was me and another friend. And so both of us are just standing under the bar talking about how our sets went and we're just discussing it. And just one street away, about like 50 meters or so, there was a guy. You know, you keep track of men around you late at night when you're on the road. You know exactly all the men in the pipe because you're just like, I And I don't know when he pulled his pants down, what exactly he did. But the next thing I saw was uh, while I'm talking to my friend, I just looked over and this guy is just furiously going at it. Like he's, I don't know when he's begun because one minute he was just a guy, you know, walking around flaccid, I guess. Maybe not now that I think about it. And I just had so much rage suddenly come up and I just went, Jutia fucking asshole. <laughs> and I just ran at him just like a maniac. <laughs> I don't know what my plan was. And at some point he realized that I was running towards him and in anger. And this was a situation that, you know, powers don't really prepare for this, I realized. <laughs> So the running towards him really confused him, I think, because he just left his dick hanging and just started running into the street uh, where I think his car was parked or something. Went. Had you just told the dick story at that set right before? That, that would, would be great been... if I had. <laughs> that would be some kind of karmic closure for me, but no, I don't think so. Thanks for listening. I'm Samyukta Varma. Thanks this week to Sai, Hita, Mrinalini, Priyadarshini, Yamini and Sejal. City of Women is created by me, Samyukta Varma and Radhika Vishwanathan. Our associate producer is Menaka Raman. Music and sound and mastering by Irvik D'Souza. 
City of Women is a Vaca Media production. This show is supported by the Google Podcast Creator Program and PRX. Episodes release every two weeks and are available on all major podcast platforms. You can reach us at Instagram and Facebook at City of Women Podcast and on Twitter at The City of Women. Check out our show notes at vaca.in. That's V-A-A-K-A dot I-N.